This is Mastering Menopause. By using fitness, nutrition, lifestyle, and mindset, you can master your hormones and get your body back. I'm Kathy Cote from Catalyst Fitness and Nutrition. Welcome back. This is a three-part series where I'm going to break down the three most common client profiles that I get from women who are in perimenopause who are struggling with weight loss. So first one that I want to go over is the type A overachiever under eater. And I'm going to use the same weight and height for all three of these profiles. So she's 50 years old, she's 140 pounds, and she's five feet five inches. And she wants to lose five to 10 pounds. And when she comes to me, she tells me that she just can't seem to lose those last five pounds, but she would ideally like to lose 10. So she's a busy professional. She often works late. She goes for a run five days a week after work to deal with her stress. And then she does a long run on Saturdays. And she feels like there's just not enough time in the day. She's tracking her calories at 1,300 calories a day, and she's trying to keep her fat in the lower range. And she has um, some hormonal issues. She is moody. Her mood is all over the place. Her digestion as well. She toggles between being constipated or having diarrhea. And she also has some sleep issues. She's not sleeping well at night, and then she wakes up tired. And she also has thinning hair and erratic cycles. To say the least, she's stressed out to the max. She tells me that this is what she has done for, for years, and now it's just not working. And so that is super common. You know, we do the things, the things that we did in our 40s are no longer going to work for us as we are in perimenopause coming into our 50s. So what she's dealing with here possibly is some adrenal or thyroid issues with high cortisol and low progesterone. And that's what's causing the erratic cycles, the moodiness, and the digestion and sleep issues. What we need to do for her is to spend some time bringing her up to maintenance. That's going to balance out her hormones and it's going to bring up her metabolism. And since she's so low with her calories right now, this is going to take some some time. And this client is most likely going to be resistant to the idea of eating more calories. She isn't paying me to have her gain weight. So I understand that. This is going to involve some education on why she needs to have more calories to bring up her metabolism and will be something that I would work with her throughout this process. What I would like to do is we need to kind of dial down the intensity of her workouts as well and do something a little bit different. She's probably going to be resistant. Not probably. She's very likely to be resistant to the idea of working out less or not running at all because this is her stress relief. So we need to change these habits a little bit to get her into a safer place for her body and for her metabolism. So for this particular client, I would recommend increasing the calories. And what I would do is I would start with 1,500 calories. So we're going to bump her up from 1,300 to 1,500 calories. That's 200 calories a day. And that will be 1,400 calories for the week. Going to be bringing in all these calories that her body isn't used to. She might gain a little bit more weight at first, which I know is a little bit of a mind game. You understand 
why she would be resistant to this. But what happens is once you bring those calories on board, you're going to see a little bit of um, change in energy levels. Your metabolism is going to come up a little bit. Yes, you're going to have some weight gain, but that should normalize and drop off. We're going to work on this. I'm going to keep an eye on her for the first couple of weeks to see what's happening with her weight. And then from there, ideally, we would go in 100 calorie increments until we get her up to right around 1900. But this is going to take some time. And this isn't going to be like a one month fix. This is going to be, you know, strictly dependent on her attitude and how if we can change out her training as well. In addition to bringing up the calories, I would suggest trading two of those runs for some yoga where she's actually going to be able to bring her stress down instead of consistently raising that cortisol and leading to just this overall stressed state. Again, she's going to be resistant to this. Um, we will be working on this. I would also like to see her going to the gym and doing some weight training two days a week. Ideally three, but I would definitely recommend that she does the two days a week of weight training. Ultimately, if I can get her to make some changes, and again, this isn't going to be right away, but ideally I'd like to see her doing, this is what her week would look like. So Monday yoga, and that's going to get her ready for the week, more into a relaxed state. Tuesday, hit the weights. Wednesday, she can go for the run. Thursday, again, hit those weights again. And then Friday, do another yoga class to end the week and recharge. She can do her long run on Saturday. So this would be my ideal training plan for her. And I think she would, she'll find that she's going to be sleeping better. She's going to be less stressed and her digestion is not going to be as volatile and it's going to normalize as well as her periods aren't going to be so erratic. You may be thinking, that, and she will be thinking that she's going to gain weight by not doing all of that activity. But her body is actually so used to doing the same thing that she isn't burning as many calories as you think she is. And by trading in that weight training for a couple of those cardio sessions, we're actually going to be putting on some calorie burning muscle and the calories are going to be used. Those extra calories that she's getting is going to be used for building those muscles. So it's kind of a win-win situation. She's going to need those extra calories to, to build that muscle, but she's also going to be burning more calories as she brings on the muscle. So that's why I always focus on adding in the weight training. So now that we have her at that 1900 calories and she has her training in place. Now we can go into a deficit and her body is going to be ready to release that weight. We have everything in place. Her stress levels are hopefully down. She's sleeping better. And this process honestly is going to take probably two to three months. It is a process. Let me tell you. But this is the only way that I can see for her to lose weight. There's no way that we could take out any more calories or add in any more cardio. She's already done that. So we're stuck. So we have to do it this way. 
then she'll finally be able to lose those five to 10 pounds. And this should come off, you know, in a reasonable manner. So once she's actually achieved losing that 10 pounds, then she can just stop dieting. She doesn't have to diet for the next 10 years like she's been doing for the last 10 years or maybe even more, which is, is very common. Ideally, I would, I want my clients to reach their goal and then just go to maintenance and stay there. And that's actually the ideal place to be. The next scenario that we're going to go over is the weekend binger. And this is what I was doing. Again, very, very common. So this female is 5'5". Five, five. She is 145 pounds and she's 50 years old. And she is looking to lose 10 to 15 pounds. So the weight has been creeping up slowly but surely, and she used to have just five to 10 pounds to lose, but now she has some extra weight and um, she would really like to lose that 15 pounds. So she is a restaurant worker, so she has some late nights and then she sleeps in on the weekends. She works out during the week taking classes, but there's nothing set in stone, and she does Keep an eye on her calories during the week. She's around 1,400 calories, but then she goes off on the weekend. So what she's doing is she's strict during the week, restricting, and then not tracking at all and just binging on the weekends. Her symptoms, she's bloated a lot, especially by Monday, and her weight can fluctuate by as much as five pounds. And she's also having some acne, even though she's 50, and her PMS symptoms have gotten worse. With some heavier bleeding, she's soaking through tampons every two to three hours, and her breasts are really sore, and she has really painful cramps on the first couple of days of her cycle. What's happening here is estrogen and progesterone are fluctuating um, pretty more than normal. So restricting during the week, the body is looking for the calories and then you're introducing all these foods that are generally highly processed. I mean, nobody's binging on broccoli, right? So alcohol, sweets, and those carb-heavy days. For her, I would want to see a diary of what she's actually having on the weekend. So have her track what what is really going on the weekends and then we can come up with a 5-2 strategy for her where she can have some extra calories during the weekend and still lose weight. So we're going to have to borrow calories from Monday through Friday and then bring them into Saturday and Sunday. And we're going to be keeping protein at a steady level and avoiding those big carb-loaded weekends. She should start to see that bloating and the waking even out, and she should have less PMS symptoms as well. As far as training goes, I'd like to see her weight training three times a week and getting in some daily activity. Walking is great for this um, every day, even on the weekends. Also getting some sunlight in is going to help, and the walking is non-weight-bearing exercise, She's going to be burning a little bit of calories at a steady state throughout the week. So that's going to help her burn some more calories as well. So she should be able to lose one to one and a half pounds per week. And that's going to be four to six pounds a month. And that's going to bring her to her goal in anywhere from three to five months, depending on her lifestyle. So this isn't an easy fix. She's used to doing this for so long. So 
this may take more time than she's actually going to realize. And this is why I encourage people to track their binges. It's not to shame them. I don't care what my clients had or that this happened, but ignoring it doesn't mean that it didn't happen. So I've been there. Trust me, a night out with friends, you know, four glasses of wine, some buffalo wings and a plate of loaded nachos. It's, it's not pretty. I've, I've calculated it before. And, you know, if that happens occasionally, that's fine. But if you're in a weight loss phase and you're doing that every weekend, that's the reason that you're not losing or gaining weight, actually. I encourage clients to stick to their diet as well as they can. They don't have to be perfect and just get within a range. And just being consistent with that is going to help them see their results. Also, having a regular workout routine is going to help this client. Lifting weights is going to increase her metabolism so that she'll be able to eat more calories once she's done with her dieting phase. The next scenario that I want to go over is the unknowing. She, again, is 50 years old. She's 5 feet 5 inches, and she is 160 pounds. She wants to lose 20 or more pounds. She'd love to lose 20, but maybe a little bit more. So she does work a desk job, 9 to 5, and she doesn't do a lot in the way of exercise. When she gets home, she's just exhausted and too tired to do anything. She doesn't know how many calories she's eating. She doesn't track at all. And she tends to skip breakfast and then has something to eat every two hours because she heard that that's how to keep her metabolism up. So she's not eating a lot during the day. And has most of her calories at night. And her day looks like this, and it may be familiar to you. She gets up at seven o'clock and has some coffee on the way to work. And then once she gets to work, she has another cup of coffee. And then at 10 a.m., she has a snack bar or maybe a handful of nuts. And then at noon, she has a salad for lunch. And then another snack again at 2 p.m. with some more coffee. And she gets home around five o'clock and she's starving. So she raids her pantry for whatever's easy, whatever she can get her hands on. And then she sits on the couch for a bit while she tries to figure out what's for dinner once again around seven o'clock. After dinner, um, she sits down and watches some TV and has another snack of some popcorn and some ice cream. And then she finally winds down and goes to bed around midnight. Weekends for her are usually typically our meals out because she is just tired of cooking. So this is probably one of the most common client scenarios that I see. Just not, people aren't aware of how many calories they're having. And I'm not saying that everybody has to track calories, but you should have a general idea of how much you're eating. And with this, she is not eating enough during the day. So that's leaving her starving at night. So most of her calories she's consuming at night. And for her, what I would like to see is what she's eating on the weekends as well as the weekdays before I actually calculate her caloric needs. So probably I'd want to look at like a Thursday through Sunday diary. And then I would encourage her to set up her meals to be evenly spread out, or I should say her calories to be evenly spread out through the day with a focus on protein at each meal. And she can still have a snack, but I'd encourage her to eat roughly, and this is just a guesstimate at this point, about 500 calories for each meal and then 
for three meals and then maybe 200 calories for a snack wherever she sees fit to have that. And also I, I would encourage her to get in five to 8,000 steps every single day, even on the weekends and try to get to sleep a little bit earlier and shoot for eight hours of sleep by maybe not having, you know, that late night ice cream. She should be able to go to sleep a little bit earlier and be able to sleep easier. I would also encourage her to start with at least two days of strength training, preferably three, but by getting in some daily activity and some weight bearing exercise, she's going to be burning more calories each day. And also by eating in a regular eating pattern, this is going to help give her more energy throughout the day so that she's going to have the energy to do all those activities. And she's going to be able to do more and more each month. I'm not trying to push her to do all this activity. I'm just saying she's going to have more energy and she's going to feel better about going out and getting in that exercise. So for her, we can expect weight loss to be anywhere from four to eight pounds a month until she reaches her goal. It really depends on how far she wants to go with the weight loss. So if she wants 20 pounds, you know, at four, four pounds a month, that would be on the low end. That would take her five months. Obviously, if she is at eight pounds a month, then that's going to be like just under four months. It's actually a pretty big tweak to what's happening for her day-to-day activity that's going to have the biggest impact and also getting calories spread out through the day is going to have the biggest effect on her energy levels. And that's how this client is going to be successful with her weight loss. If you know anyone that would be interested in this information, please share it with them. If you have any questions about any one of these scenarios that I have um, talked about, or maybe you don't seem to fit in any one of these, then just shoot me a message. I'd love to hop on a call with you and talk to you about it. Thank you for listening. If you haven't already, please subscribe. I would appreciate it, and I'll be back next week. (music) 